Hey, Sherpa Network, domains are holding their value, tangibly or materially increasing in the last 12 months, and they'll continue to increase in value. Blockchain and domain names are synchronous. They play well together. And one of the earliest domain investors, Chad Folkening, joins us to share some insight today. First, a few words from our sponsors. First, serious about online trading? Secure your funds, keep your merchandise safe and use a company that keeps the buyer and seller protected the whole way through. That's escrow.com. Payments you can trust. Finally, if you're a domain name investor, don't you have unique legal needs that require domain name technical know-how and industry experience? That's why you need Stephen Lieberman of Greenberg & Lieberman or Jason Schaefer of Esquire.com. Go search for Jason Schaefer or Stephen Lieberman on Domain Sherpa. Watch their interviews and you can see for yourself that they can clearly explain issues, can help you with buy-sell agreements, deal with website content issues and UDRP actions, and even help you write your website terms and conditions. Stephen Lieberman and Jason Schaefer are the lawyers to call for internet legal issues. See for yourself at Esquire.com or APlegal.com. Today, I'm excited to introduce Chad Folkening. He's been a full-time domain investor for 22 years. Full-time, can you imagine? He started in 1996, full-time. He's co-founder of Domain Holdings, which he's uh, since exited, CEO of eCorp, quite a few other ventures, Chad, and most recently, Contrib.com. He's here today to discuss what's really an increasingly refined perspective of how domain names and blockchain intersect with each other and build each other's value. Also joining us today is Drew Rosner, uh, bringing his expertise and curiosity in this area. You said earlier you don't like the even the vocabulary, domain name, you prefer URL. And, and I, I can, I'm hearing how you really believe it is a universal resource locator more than just, you know, for marketing. Or- I, you know, I personally, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, you're more qualified than I am, but I like the domain. I like the word domain name because to me, it implies authority. If you are, you know, don't, what, what is the word domain mean? It means, it means an area of expertise, an area of, um, of, of a body of knowledge, a body of, of, uh, uh, it's a niche, right? Every domain is a specific niche. If we're, you know, stepping away from domain names, just talking about the word domain, it, 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 it's, it's a, you know, real estate is a domain. It's like your kingdom. Education is a domain. Math is a domain. You know, and so if you're a domain name, you are the authority of that domain. So if you're, you know, cooking.com, you are the authority of the cooking domain. Uh, don't uh, get me wrong, younger, but the technical term is a URL over a DNS system. And so the technical terms of um, are that, but again, I just think that the, the, um, the potential value of when you hear the word domain doesn't resonate of like this thing is a badass. Like this thing, you're, and you're not giving me credit because it's a domain name. If you understand how the technical abilities work of a URL and the digital transfer of information and how powerful that can be as a friend or a foe to you, because um, again, I'm I'm on a mission to building a big network of the best assets in the world for people who can share the value in it and be offensive and defensive minded. Like, okay, these guys are dicks. Let's go. Let's let's bring the network together. Let's compete. And so, and if they don't understand it, we want to start forcing them when they start doing the radio test 
typos over the dot coms or whatever else. And so, you know, we did this in the early days when a lot of people understand it is when people, when these big corporations were making bad decisions by publicly announcing their mergers and acquisitions on CNBC, it's like, don't do that. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> After years, like, okay, don't do that because that little kid in his underwear in Indiana would take that transfer. Like, and back then it was a six month minimum. And so they, they would have to sue you and it would take you six months to go through court. And then we have a $30 billion merger. So anyways, that's the same kind of thing as we're kind of like, want to make sure that we educate people that a domain name is much more than the domain name. It has the ability to be an autonomous running entity that's very intelligent, um, that's running itself, uh, kicking your ass. But so, nobody so Chad, you're saying that they would announce a merger with a new name on CNBC and they wouldn't own that domain name? That's what you're yeah, saying? Or a product or, you know, yeah, just like, yeah, and then and then you start they start getting a couple stings in there, and then they're like, okay, don't. And these still still other companies starting to do it, but then like you know, two thousand one, two thousand two, you didn't you didn't really see a lot of them announcing stuff on CNBC anymore, besides FedEx Cup. Um, but, so so you, you said know. you just went back for the first time to um, your home in Indiana, where you where where all this started. Uh, do you have if you have a if you have a picture of you as a little kid? Uh, send that over. I'll put that in your profile picture on SharePoint. Well, I was, wasn't a little kid. I was uh, uh, two years, three years out of college, looking good, young, and like working my ass <laughs> off. Like, in your underwear? Still probably from, I don't know. What I, like, my, I'm a, I, I work my ass off, man. So, um, no, so again, when you're mowing grass and painting lawn or painting houses and shit, like, you're thinking of like, how can I use my brain, not my bra? And so, um, and so, yeah, so that was the first time in probably, yeah, 15, 16, 17 years I went back to that, my house that I, you know, it was my house. Um, my, my dad owned it. It was in my name. Kind of, I actually leveraged that to get a small loan um, in the early days. So, um, yeah, so that was, it brought back some good memories. So, so real quick, you, um, so if we're going back in time, you mentioned you made your first million dollar mistake um, with digital cameras or digital camera. Dot com. Yes, to, um, yeah. Real quick, to, um, what happened? No, no, it, was, it wasn't. It wasn't me losing a name. Um, it was me being aggressive on a, a, a market I was trying to go after connectivity. So I was going going after the packet delivery. Um, and so yeah, digital cameras ended up making a million dollars. It made him six hundred thousand dollars over the period, and he sold it for four hundred or five hundred thousand dollars, which is one point one million. I actually made two two million dollar mistakes on that same one because I'm connectivity.com.net.org and I actually gave connectivity.com away to the current owners for a hundred hours of consulting services and 1.5 million new visitors, which I didn't get. But because uh, I give names into the marketplaces sometimes, that was a bad mistake. But I was going to relationships. I think are really more important than anything else. Um, and so I was doing it to establish a distribution in a channel that I probably normally would not have. Um, in hindsight, I'd probably just take the money and run, but, um, but anyways, I, I sell domain names in global markets to make sure that the dot-com penetration, the other things are in those markets. If they're going to use them, let's get it in there because I've never seen a platform that you can, you know, we worked really hard to make sure that you can take dot-com globally. Um, and so I don't have to go pivot off my model when I go enter China or India or Germany or these other areas, I can go with my dot-com and that's a huge opportunity and benefit when you're trying to build global, global entities uh, quickly. So, and that's, 
And, that, and again, that goes back to stuff that we rooted in 19, hodling. Like they talk about hodling, hold on for dear life, right? I've been hodling some of the best chain names <laughs> in years. Like mortgage chain, service, you know, it's like, okay, it's now that it's here, now 18 years later. So, um, and that's what, like, again, yeah, so that was an important thing to where um, being aggressive, I, 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 I think of those situations before when I start being aggressive, do I really have to have that? Um, yes or no. And then just patience usually wins out, especially in the domain space. I've got names where I've been waiting and boom, they come available to where if I didn't push off of it. So, um, so those are important things that I've learned over the time is um, move fast if you need it and get it. And if you can't back away and let the, let it play out. Yeah. Um, so we talked about in our last, in the last episode of Domain Sherpa, um, the last episode of the Domain Sherpa review, um, you know, on the topic of patience and domain names. You know, I, I've been trying to buy Drew.com for 11, 12 years and uh, finally just got it a couple of weeks ago, you know, after literally 11 to 12 years negotiating and he started at a million dollars and, you know, the price you know, gradually went down and down. And if you're patient, the timing will come, right? And, you know, everybody gets into a, 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 a spot, you know, everybody needs capital at some point. Everybody gets tired. Everybody retires. Everybody dies. Everybody, you know. So things happen. And uh, so, yeah, if you're patient, good things happen. Well, and I think particularly for the two of you, because you are two of the um, best informed people that I know in the domain space. And I think you're very forward thinking and really aware of future trends. So, and, and Chad, just the decentralization, I, I am hearing from you in our talk at NamesCon and today, how much that is such a big part of this trend um, and, um, and that domains are at the center of holding all that together. Um, well, actually, domain, they are the glue that holding it all together, but they're also the, the, the Achilles heel in the sense that it's the centralized point. So it doesn't matter how decentralized you are, you ultimately live out of URL and that is fully centralized to the United government. Uh, or at least to ICANN, right? So um, it, it ultimately is, is it, it's sort of the Achilles heel. Um, well, if we're gonna educate your audience, right? So um, it, it is the biggest strength and biggest weakness points. So I have to give this in my perspectives as to say a URL is the biggest strength and biggest weakness. But weakness is because it is a centralized by the root zone server that the Department of Commerce oversees and we don't own it, we lease them after the Department of Commerce, right? So. So I don't physically own that entity. Um, that's number one. That's a weak point. That's where it can be broken. The strength point is, again, that's where the, the URL is. The URL, I can optimize it. I can brand it. I can distribute it. I can, I can do a lot of other things with the utility of it is, is, is the strength of it. So um, that's what we – it is the risk-reward. And then and what we have to be careful is if that rug gets pulled out to where if, if, it's, if it goes up 20% and – what I what I'm decentralized systems. I'm more into distributed systems than decentralized systems. I, I do own centralized.com for 18 years, um, but and we're trying to be a decentralized system, but a distributed system, not necessarily decentralized. But um, what's the difference? It, Tell us what's the difference between decentralized and distributed. Well, so like um, we're centralized, but like we might have a, a distributed across you and Kevin Ham and these other people that are. That are, in, that are partaking adding value and that's a that's a release distributed point that's adding value 
Um, because if you're trying to create an autonomous running company, it has to have a tight nucleus. Um, to okay, be wait. Um, you are so smart, Chad. It's hard to follow sometimes. It is. I'm sorry. So no, that's really I'm right. imagining in my head um, a circle of kids playing hot potato, and everyone, there's not just one hot potato, everyone has a hot potato, and they're passing it to the next person. Is that what you mean by distributive? That everyone is distributing somewhere, not necessarily to the person next to them. So to give you, a, go back to blockchain, is imagine you have a computer, Andrew's got a computer, I got a computer, and the listeners have a computer. We say, we're gonna do this transaction, and, and this is the way we're gonna decide if you can accept the transaction or not. That, and we send that out and everybody gets the same information. That's, dis, that's distributed. Uh, that's a distributed system that, um, where cryptocurrencies are using different distributed methods. Um, and so, <clears throat> That's kind of better, a better definition than a hot potato because a hot potato, nobody wants it, right? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's what we're trying to say is, hey, well, we have this asset that other people want, and instead of us just owning it completely, let's let's get it out to the people that can that want can, can add value to it. And so that's not just we don't go everybody and anybody can do it. It's got to come in, go through, and we want to get that distributed to the right people. And that's kind of how you start building up your ecosystem and your other things. Um, and so. I get, again, I get, I get in more in the granular technical terms. I get frustrated when people start kind of uh, mushing them together. Um, but again, that's our contrib model. So you can contribute something of value you want to distribute to you. And we do that accurately on the blockchain, awesomely with our, our eShares protocol. It's, it's awesome. Right now, I'm really, really happy with that. So That's really cool. So what is contrib's primary goal? What are you seeking to do? Do you have a mission statement? What, what um, Tell me about that for a minute. Yeah, I think there's two things. It's the, uh, the, the nine-foot-tall purple kid from Istanbul that adds value. I don't really give a shit. You can add value. I want to I I share the love with you um, and do it in an efficient, secure way. Uh, that's number one. So we want to give everybody around the world the economic opportunity to be an owner of a high-growth asset. So a meritocracy that is available to, to, to the masses. Anybody, right? Anybody that can add value. Um, so, and, and break down the barriers of global distribution of value, right? Democracies and understand. So that's number one. And number two is really the end goal. Again, it goes back to the e-court model um, is we want to build electronic corporations that kick ass and we want to do it at scale and we eventually want to get to autonomy. Um, where we, want to, we call it a dancy. And so we want to build a, a distributed autonomous network of smart entities. To say foodsurvey.com is now a really smart entity. It's actually getting in, it's learning, it's training itself, it's executing its own actions. That's a three-year goal that we have, and we think we can get to um, making really, again, URLs really powerful because of not of their URL, but of their ability of what they can do. Um, and we talk about robots, right? We have autonomous cars, we have autonomous um, ships. Why can't we have autonomous running companies? Um, and I don't think you can do that in any other structure besides a URL structure. And that's what we're trying to, that's the goal. Okay. And then um, uh, these URLs that it's being built on, are they all owned by eCorp? Are they things that people in the Sherpa network can submit their domain? How, how does that work? Um, we're, um, the, the eCorp doesn't own them. Uh, another uh, a partner of our owns them. We manage them. Okay. Um, it's a, it's a, a company that's a, a series LLC. So we put every domain name into a series LLC too as well. Um, but that's an offshore. I'm, I'm the lead contributor um, of the entity. 
um, and then that's owned by several organizations. But um, we want to focus on the top 5%, I think, right now. Um, and or does it fit into a niche that we can add value on and the value, right? So there's, you know, some people just want the value of a developed business on it now. And, you know, again, we're okay with that's cool, but that's not what, you know, so we don't, we have, we have a good position because we have 22,000 domain names and we, we got some of the best in the world that, you know, we don't have to kiss anybody's ass to execute what we need to execute on. But again, we want to distribute of distribution of distribution to give that economic opportunity to anybody in the world. And we might not have that one that they come to. So, you know, it's really important too also to think of, you know, I started the, the domain holdings um, now bid to elect and the platform that I merged to form that company um, is now called, it, it's now part of Contrib. It's the VNOC system, their operating system. And so we really say, well, our revenue model is to turn our visitor into a contributor um, because the value of a relationship is worth more than the click. And, and I had a, a small investor meeting. The guy's like, why don't you just put ads on that page? I'm like, well, I can show you why. And I'll show you an example. I used um, e, efiling.com. That was one in our, in our my other company's ad network. That was boom. And I made five cents a click and I made 24 bucks on 2,500 new visitors a month. We're all visitors, unique visitors, right? Everybody wants the uniques. And so like, that's why you don't put it on necessarily parking because this, the value transfer is not really there. And so I was like, one of those could have been an accountant that could have been a $2,000 contract we could have had. And I need to convert 0.001% of my visitors, right? So that's what we're saying, where we're saying that those, 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 that traffic in the URLs, if you can embrace that uh, and then start a, a, a community or a network around that entity, that URL, then, um, then you can start the role of building a, building a real business on it. Uh, and that's when you start creating liquidity because those are people are going to buy it once they know the value you're creating for them or with it. And so that, again, that creates more transactions. A um, couple things I just want to touch on. So one is it, it's almost like, you know, will, or, or could, could or should evolve into like uh, the domain holder strategy 2.0, which is, you know, that back in the day before there was laws and rules, it was like, mm -hmm. you know, you're not going to buy or 3.0, you're not going to buy my domain. I'm going to forward it to a porn site. Right. And force you to buy it. And then, you know, now it's, you're not going to buy my domain name. I'm going to build a business that's going to compete with you on a better URL and we're going to eat some of your market share and enough to make it painful until you realize that you need to buy it. And, um, or enough that it becomes a real business and I don't need to sell it. I don't want to sell it anymore. Um, so, you know, I think that's interesting. Number two is, you know, just um, pulling on the domain thread again. You know, I, it's interesting to note just some of the domains, just, just so, you know, people don't think you're as kooky as you are, but you know, Chad has owned these names since 1999 before anybody was talking about blockchain before anybody was talking about crypto, it, it, you know, the real estate chain, you know, you digital currency. Wow. Digital currency. Well, the concept of digital currency has been around for a long time, right? But, but the, the blockchain, the fact that this was, you know, this information was being distributed through this chain mechanism, um, that concept was very foreign. Uh, so it's, it, it's really fascinating that, that, that you picked up those names that early, right? Um, what, give us, throw out your top five sort of 
you know, related names in that space that you've, you know, that just, just to sort of highlight name, names that you acquired, you know, early, not, not, re, not more recent, you know, aftermarket acquisitions. Yeah, Matt. Well, if you go to crypto.contrib.com, those are um, smart entities on the blockchain. We started with Realty Chain, Mortgage Chain, Service Chain, Legal Chain, um, Utility Chain. We just put together a package for Student Chain, um, Venture Chain. Those two now are moving into the um, development. So Venture Chain is going to be um, uh, a, a blockchain-based consulting group for education. Um, we've got some exciting things going on there. So I think Property Chain and you know, again, we got, we got um, I think, 165 of those. Um, and then what, what's really exciting for me is I've had linked, L-I-N-K-E-D.com, for 18 years. And so where, what I like to see is like with streaming.com and other ones is now we still have, we, we bought really right 96, 7, and 8 to where we still have an entire portfolio that's just coming our way with our streaming names and our P2P and and. and blockchain and then just like linked data it's because we're in a data economy now so we have a ton of data that we want to really start getting into that next mix um staffing.com and connect applications.com so so for us might just look at my inventory it's all infrastructure mainly infrastructure uh, and so now again we just got to really start executing because ours is a, still an education we have to educate these people like what do you mean i can move a domain name on the cap table digitize it give you equity shares in under four minutes. I did this to a Congress lady and she's like, oh my God, what do you mean? Like, I was, I was at a meeting in Indiana with a bunch of Congress people and showed them like, oh my God, like shit. So. Okay, why don't you give us that, that explanation? So in Indiana, there's great talent, great universities and they have a brain drain. And, but Indiana has the second highest software jobs available because the Salesforce and these other companies moved in, uh, Telesis, Genesis, a lot of big companies filed Salesforce into Indianapolis and they have, they stripped out. They don't, they can't find enough talent. So one, one of the couple of gentlemen got together, politicians and business leaders and, and, and people that are actually doing shit, not like politics. And so that was one of the things. And so ironically, I have to tell the story because it's really fascinating why I went there. And so um, they talked about externship, how, how teachers want to get into learning about blockchain and this more stuff over the summer that's called an externship not an internship so and so she, the congresswoman mentioned it four times and i was like by the way at the very end she's like they're wrapping it up it's like i just traveled eight hours to this meeting i haven't really said much like don't say it don't bite your tongue don't, just don't make an asshole okay like, you know, okay i gotta do it so i was like you mentioned it uh, four times you externship it's like by the way i own externship.com I, I, t- I put a digital cap table on it put it on the blockchain everybody now has one percent equity ownership if they want it that they can contribute into it. So I'll challenge you to send your teachers our way <laughs> on the exterior. We're going to show you how we build these companies. Um, and so I got a couple of clauses and stuff. But um, And so again, so we're actually doing some stuff hopefully with Purdue because talent is the number one still thing. You can't find enough people with enough talent that can do stuff. Um, and it's stripped out. It's just the good ones are rich or doing other things. And we're really in a global phenomenon of tech innovation with crypto blockchain and stuff like that. So URLs are just kind of, are, are kind of, I think the nucleus are part of that. And they're just playing along with these other things going on um, that are where new millennials want to build into um, stuff like this. Um, and so I think we're in and still in a good position. And like Andrew knows, and I know from being a, a, in, involved with some other brokers, is, yeah, the last 12 months, man, it's to get a good domain name. The price has gone up now. It's elevated. Yep. Name. 
And we have to really do a better job of educating um, you know, buyers because again, in theory, look, you, know, you can go and see these $12 million houses on millionaire row, right? And then we don't want to have a few transactions in the $12 million range and the industry's been around for 20 years. I think that needs to change. And I think, um, um, I think in the next two to three years, you'll, you will see hopefully a, a, a hockey step curve for the URLs. Yep, I agree. So, I agree. I, I had a conversation earlier today with a guy that called about uh, a, a domain that we are uh, brokering. And um, it was a three-letter.com, a, a pronounceable three-letter.com. And um, he asked me the price. And, uh, and I told him, and he said, ah, nah, you know, forget about it. I, I thought, you know, I was thinking $3,500, $5,000. And I said, you know, look, let me just, just listen to me for a moment. And I explained to him that, look, you know, there's an aftermarket for these things. There's a liquid aftermarket for a domain like a three-letter.com. There's 25 people, maybe 100 people, who would get in line to buy this domain for twenty-five dollars to $50,000. Liquid. In, 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 within an hour, I could sell this domain for twenty-five dollars to $50,000. Maybe even more than that. It's a pronounceable three-letter.com. And that's just like low-level domain investors. That's just the sort of liquid, very non-transparent, non-liquid, secondary aftermarket for the URL. Now, take that URL. It's going to be the name of your company. You have global ambitions. The lowest paid employee in your company, it might be an intern, but they get $1,500, $2,000 a month. I okay. told you to average it. They got to average it. What? Like the average, your highest and lowest, average it out, give me that offer, and then we'll talk. Yeah, so, so, so you say, exactly. So, but you know, how much does that guy, that, 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 that super, the, the, the low level marketing guy or, you know, the, the, the whatever, whatever, whatever the employee is, okay? The guy that makes $1,500 a month, how much value does he add to your company? And now compare that to this URL and how much value does that URL add to your company? Now, you can do a lease to own, you can do, uh, you know, financing, you can, we, we can structure this in a million different ways. But what I want you to understand is, is the actual value. And it's, you know, this URL is your namespace. This is your gateway to a global audience. I think you're now, selling the wrong people, dude. You need to be selling this yeah. to get an offer so well, watch this video. Here you go. That's what this show is all about. It's about educating it's about increasing the pie for everybody, right? If we all have uh, uh, the same or even a smaller piece of a much larger pie, it's good for everybody. And so the show is about educating not just the people in the domain space, but expanding who's in the domain space. And what's important is if we can educate the people watching this show about how to sell their own name and how to educate buyers uh, about understanding the value of their name, then it, 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 you know, it, it has a network effect. You know, it, it, look, I don't disagree. I think that's what I'm saying. I think um, somebody needs to come up with a good like video that, you know, other people can say, do you need help education on domains? Right. Go, yep. here you go. Like, cause again, I mean, we have a couple that we have to educate, right. And we have to give them comps. We have to tell them, you know, we have to educate them. Why are you not being crazy spending a hundred grand? It's because yep. here are the comps, like here's, here's the umpteen amount of reasons. And so again, for us, we're trying to move past that to say, Hey, um, if you're in our network and you own CTB tokens, right, you can go in there and say, well, you know what, 
I'm going to go in there and buy 5% of that just to start creating some movement on it. So that once there's competition, right, or there's a time frame on it, you know, I, I always either like and or hate getting time frames and or stuff like that. So I, I use both techniques. I hate getting it used against me, but hey, this is final offer now. Boom. Okay. Or hey, don't worry about it. We have three other people that are interested in this domain as well. And then when you can actively see that on chain, that there's activity going on that URL, yeah. you're not the only one. And so you don't, you have to start deciding like, hey, this, because again, time is an important value creation weapon too, is to say, hey, no, it's getting moved, right? And so you, you give your decision whether it's going to be here. And so I think that, again, that's what we're trying to do with our liquidity and our CTB token is to say, hey, put it in the marketplace. If the marketplace knows there's activity on it, they might want to invest in it. And then, and again, that's, and then that, that's going to create demand. And, you know, ultimately what you're doing with the blockchain and, and, and putting these names on the blockchain and creating a cap table around them and showing, you know, action on these names is transparent for anybody, anybody that's involved, anybody that's not involved, anybody that cares can, you know, transparently see what is the real action on this name. And it's undisputed. You can't, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's real. And so that transparency is a really, that's another one of the big missing factors in, in, you know, domain names becoming a mainstream asset class is transparency and ultimately um, price discovery and, um, you know, blockchain, fractional ownership, sharding of, of, of these domain names. This leads to price discovery and it leads to... Uh, transparent price discovery. Um, so, you know, it's one thing when a company comes and knocks on my doors and say, well, I think you, I heard you're a expert on domain value. What is this domain worth? And I can tell them, you know, whatever I think the domain is worth, but it's something entirely different for them to go to a open and transparent marketplace, see a domain name. Maybe it has an organization being developed around it. There's a ticking clock on that. And, um, you know, to say, well, this is what the market thinks it's worth. This guy bought, you know, this guy bought 2% of this domain name uh, at an X valuation. And so that, that's what the name's worth, right? And the next guy bought it at a higher valuation. And the next guy, you know, and so. As a comp, right? But see what we, again, I was going to go, sorry to interrupt, because we're going to go offensive defense, right? Because if the government steps in and says, well, the value, of, like we have to worry about taxes, right? Because right now we pay 8,003 cents wholesale across the board, right? So our, our, our cost is set $8.03 renewal cost, but the value could be something different and we pay taxes on their income like that. We have to be careful that the government, and I don't think it's anytime soon, that starts trying to value these things, right? Because mm -hmm. again, I'm just looking at offensive defense plays where if something gets going out- it, it ain't my concern for a long time, man. But it, by it, the it isn't, so but America can't it can't value these things yet. I, the government's not going to step up and try to put a value on these things. Anytime. I'm not saying it's anytime soon, but I'm saying you you have a comp, right? And so you're trying to establish a comp on a floor of other related assets, so they feel comfortable enough to make their investment in that asset because other comps, right? Because that's like that, you know, like hey, you know, and so some people I like to go, that go in and will take an entire market before everybody knows about those. I love those people very far and few between, but yeah. And again, you're trying to sell them. You're trying to make them feel more comfortable on this asset purchase, right? Like giving them more information. So, but in reality, again, um, I like the lease options. I like those because they can get into the asset and add the value because then it becomes even more valuable to them once they start building on top of it. 
Well, it also becomes more valuable to the owner, right? Like, so what I was leading up to is, you know, what is, what is, well, how much value is this domain adding to your organization? Is it adding more value than the guy being paid $1,500 or $2,000 a month? Probably, right? For most organizations, that's absolutely going to be true. Um, and so now let's extrapolate that out. This domain, you know, generates $2,000 a month in, in lease income. Um, that's $24,000 a year. You know, put a business model on that. You know, what, what, if you go and look at commercial property that generates twenty four thousand dollars a year, I mean, you're the you're the property guy. What, what, what's a, a commercial property that generates twenty four thousand dollars a year? What does that work? What does that sell for retail in a in a in a strong market? Right, like domainnames.com. You're talking about Manhattan. You're talking about L.A. You're talking about Miami. So if you're in one of those markets and you've got a commercial property generating twenty four thousand dollars a year, what is that property worth? Well, I mean. To, the answer is I don't know because I don't know the value of the property because the revenue is one thing. The value of the property is another thing. And so, I mean, that's what I'm trying well, to but, work on but, right now. Lease, the lease value is usually just directly correlated to the property value, right? I mean, it's usually a, a residential lease or a commercial lease, right? Are you buying a home? Commercial. You know, so if you're buying, I mean, $2,000 a month rent isn't that good. You're probably in a shitty neighborhood or whatever else, right? So well, we're just talking, let's say it's a small, it's a small office space, right? It's a small office space in a big building, um, you know, in a hot neighborhood. That's, that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about .com. We're talking about, you know, High Street. We're talking about Fifth Avenue. We're talking about, you know, Rodeo, uh, Rodeo Drive, right? Like I, I just read this morning, um, Louis Vuitton, um, whatever, Hennessy, LVMH. They just paid 180 million, I think it was, for a 5,600 square foot empty building on Rodeo Drive. $180 million for 5,600 empty square feet. Basically an empty lot, right? That can also be xyz.com. That's, that's firefly.com. That's yellow.com. That's, you know, propertychain.com. It's an empty lot that has all of this untapped value and can i throw in there this this is really an interesting purchase is 110 million dollars um but it's the um the second largest purchase on the street to give you an idea of there are some comps for you right um and it's double the purchase price from 24 hours earlier so when people discount a domain flip as saying, see, domains don't really have value. This guy bought yeah. it for 2000 sold it for 22000 Well, uh, Louis Vuitton had no questions. 24 hours earlier, it sold for half that amount. They were willing to what? double the price. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Chad, was this you? It was in, uh, Palm, it was in Palm, Palm Beach. Uh, just kidding. I think um, one person can probably write off as a marketing budget. Right. So, because most of those people buy it for the brand of the image. Right. So, yeah. and so they're, they're looking, they could say, Hey, we need 50 million of that on the marketing budget. And that's what's going to give us the story because we're talking about it. Right. So like, uh, that's the good, that's the beauty of it. And that's where I think the beauty of physical real estate with domain real estate play hand in hand <clears throat> is we can look at them as commercial properties and we can have that flexibility of look at it as your marketing budget, how much are you spending in marketing, right? And so you can, you can pull them over there, you can pull them in the real estate, how much are you paying in rent? How much you put, so the, when a domain act is like, go after those three points, right? What's your marketing budget, what's your employee expense, um, and what's your real estate cost? And then, and, then, and then tell me those, and if you're not willing to, and we can give you all three of those, um, 
then then maybe we should rethink about our discussion. So yeah, I, um, I, I mean, I just I think it's good, you know, good for framing domain value, right? It's like 110 million dollars for 5,600 square feet in one street in one city. And even if that is your target market, even if that is the most targeted market on the planet, which is not for them, but it's a, it, it's a very strong market, it's a very strong signal to the market more than anything. And they uh, already own a building nearby, but they know they need more. Yeah. But so, well, and also to block out competition, there's the defensive side of it, right? Like Chanel, they don't want Chanel buying that building. You know, they don't, they don't want Gucci buying that building. So, um, the point is $110 million for 5,600 square feet on one street in one city, one market. If you're talking about a new company or, or, or a big company launching a new product or a new service, what is the enterprise value of the URL that represents the gateway to their global audience? What's the enterprise value of that name? It's way more than any single piece of brick and mortar real estate could possibly be in 90% of business cases. Uh, anybody looking beyond a, a, a local market, there is no single piece of physical real estate that has the enterprise value that the best and highest purpose domain name for them could provide. I, I just don't, I, 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 that's the way that I see it. And so, yeah, that's why I, I, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, a permanent bull on, 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 the, on the best domain because they're becoming more scarce and more valuable. And as we continue to educate people, they're going to understand that that, that that enterprise value just simply isn't being recognized by the market today. It just isn't. And I believe that things like Contrib will help bring, extract that value. It will help demonstrate the value of these URLs to existing organizations or, you know, um, in, you know, interested organizations. Well, that, well, that's the thing is that time and technology usually, it adds value to certain markets and that's what blockchain and crypto is doing is it's adding value to the URL because it's mm -hmm. getting more utility. And so um, it's, and I, and I mentioned the metaphor I've mentioned several times on the oil and the fracking is when oil was three miles down, which we can't get until fracking comes along. Now it extracts that same thing and it's like, Blockchain and, and crypto are adding value to URLs because it's adding utility and, yep. and, and more potential um, than, it, than you could get 18, 15, you know, 10 years ago even. Um, yep. and, that, and, and again, more, that's more utility, more utility, and, more value. Yeah, and flexibility too, right? And so I, yep. I, like, I, I'm more than ever, I think speed and flexibility um, are, are going to win out and playing out. And I got to, I got to get faster, you know? So, and then I think, again, that's when we have physical real estate stuff. It's, we have to blend it, right? And that's why Amazon's buying everybody in the physical that's going out of business now because they took the online. So I think that's the same approach needs to take with, with you know, go into it with the digital asset because you're more flexible and you're more nimble. And then you can, you can spread out into the physical world if you really want to. Most people don't, but again, people like Amazon, they're doing it and they're, they're showing that they can do it. Um, but yeah, so again, I mean, look, you're preaching, like, again, I, I, I was driving home and I was like, I'm a lifer. Like I have, like I have to, you know, I have 10, 15 more years left in this business that I want to do it. Like, that means my entire 40 years is going to be in the domain space, but I, I still love them like I did in 1996. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's really so. cool, Chad. What, um, who's the market for Contrib? Who do you find is contributing 
And who is your, your target long-term? Uh, I mean, well, I know you said well, a purple nine-foot yeah. tall guy. Yeah, like nine-foot purple kid from Istanbul. Yeah, um, again, we don't want to profile the people. Um, we want to give everybody the economic opportunity that, that, they, that they can. Um, right now, what we're, what we're executing on are the professionals um, that see the model and can add value in, in a couple hours a week, a month, or whatever else. Set some intros up, you know, get these bigger deals flows going. So we really built the infrastructure to start executing on the higher level transactions um, with the goal of getting the blue guy. Um, but that's going to take some time for, the, for, for the, the, our government to figure out what they want to do with utilities, security tokens, and whatever asset value and distribution of that. So um, for us right now, we're just we're working on these school university programs and these professionals that are getting us intros in the property chain and mortgage chain and uh, student chain. So right now, that's our target market is the professional. So when we say P2P, we mean professional, professional. Because I say, are you B2B or B2C or B2C or C? You know what? I'm like, look, we're P2P. We're professional to professional. We don't give a shit if you're working for an organization, working for an employee, independent. Um, so, so ours is a professional person that um, that can add value in a in a time frame that they uh, are flexible with, as long as they're transparent of what they're adding and can do. Um, and that's really where we're staying core to. We're not letting a lot of people in until they're vetted and filtered through. And kind of really making an, an, inclusive, an exclusive network right now um, um, until we get there in three years. But that's, that's, that's our target market. That's really neat. And you mentioned students. I do think, um, you know, this new generation, digital natives, they think differently. They're less um, uh, conditioned to expect autonomy and more interested in distributive and decentralized channels. Um, you also mentioned that this past week you uh, met with some members of Congress and you're mentioning, you know, education. Can you share anything on that front uh, real quick or no? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. The, well, the students are either aggressive and the good ones will go get aggressive, right? I've had two students right now that found me through my Ethereum meetup groups that came to me like, hey, I'm like, okay, let's talk. Um, and then the other ones are scared of AI and some of this other stuff. But I think with like the Facebook breach and like, you know, they start to say, like, hey, maybe, maybe this utility tool that you give me is Facebook. I want to protect my own data and stuff like that. That's why I think it's shifting back to URLs as ownership. So some of them are aggressive and good and go. The other ones are scared that why, whatever I do, AI is going to replace me in five years anyways. Um, so let's just have a good time and figure it out later. I think that's some of the mentality. Um, oh, so, um, the I think that's a lot of mentality across the industry. And, you know, even just you saying you've been in this 20 years and you still love it. Um, this, oh, sorry, 22. <laughs> and, in the, you know, um, I know Bob Parsons' um, number one quote was, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. Um, <laughs> and, and the way they are, they're a good time. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we've got some yeah. students who are scared. They don't know if they're going to be replaced by AI. But what are you doing with students? You um, you have an initiative with them as well. Is that part yeah. of Contrib or otherwise? Yeah, hundred percent is. Yeah, um, it's all part of Contrib because it's the um, communicating with everybody about this business model around these assets and around these opportunities, and you're trying to deliver value on, around that. And so um, again. I'm from Indiana. I have a pretty big, famous house there. And so I stayed that my, one of my biggest mistakes was I stayed in Indiana too long. Um, was 96 and I said, but then 98 is called the Abilene network. The internet too was created in 1998. Most people don't know that there's not an internet, there's an internet too. Just look it up. Abilene network, internet too. 
And that was created in 1980 by Cisco and these other companies, and there was headquarters in Indianapolis. I was like, okay, that's number one. And then we got the NCA headquarters in 1998. Like, okay. And we had a thing called College Tech back then, and it's like, that's the NCA headquarters. Those guys are huge. So, so we stayed around, but then, again, in Indiana, things don't move fast. It's slow and steady. Midwest, it's just slow and steady. And so we're like, okay, we're going to get an ROI out of those developments, but then we waited four years, knocking on doors, trying to build, you know, so we stayed there too long, and then so I, but I, I put a foot, I've kept the foot in there because I still think there's something in Indiana, and it's the great universities. I mean, there's there's 400 or 700,000 students in the education system in colleges, the top 10 in Indiana, and we're and they're the number one brain drain. It means that all the students go out because they don't think there's economic opportunity. They don't they don't think there's some of the big companies. There's a there's a combination of why they leave, and so I think if we can capture that. Um, ecosystem and venture creation system um, by injecting our best URLs in these processes and systems and I can pay a student more because they're already in my system they're already creating value versus coming out like hey here's a four point G point average blah 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 so it's a strictly a strategy that we want to uh, do as a staffing as a labor talent strategy 100% for sure but we think we can change the way resumes are presented and value is now measured between how you hire, and, and again, and it all starts with the URL. And so what we've done is we focused on the smart ec- equity around that entity, like pick one, student chain. So studentchain.com, we created on a two hour whiteboard to where every student, it's, and Teresa Lubbers, she runs the education for Indiana, says it's not what you learn, it's what you can do. Um, and so just because you have a 3.6 GPA average from computer science at Purdue doesn't mean you can implement a blockchain based smart contract on Ethereum, right? So, um, and so that, that stuck with me and that's what we kind of resonated with student chain. Everything needs to be verified. And so you're gonna be able to say, hey, what did you do? Uh, well, I uh, took student chain, I brought an API in and you're gonna be able to click on their cap table and see their work. And, and it's, all, it's, all, it's all done on the blockchain, it's all verifiable, it's all immutable. Um, and so you're gonna not see resumes going away, you're gonna see what did you do and let me see what you can do and that's what we do around the URL, and that's what we manage that uh, input-output value. So, um, Chad, what you're doing, I mean, I feel like you have been on the cutting edge since there was a cutting edge. You know, you're buying domains when Network Solutions was sending you letters in the mail. You were, um, and not just one, but a mini bi- minivan full of mail. Um, you were buying cha- domains with chain in it, like student chain, 20 years ago? Uh, 18 years ago um, and now is there any other program in the country besides what you're doing trying to give students both an opportunity on um, within blockchain where they their their resume is verifiable but also where they're learning about blockchain domain names um, crypto I mean nobody has a degree in domaining is somebody gonna have a degree in blockchain because of you oh. <clears throat> the answer is yes. Um, uh, the answer is yes. Uh, crypto degree and CryptoCollege.com. Those are the other things that were the main ones. Crypto degree and Crypto College. That you um, are working on. Yeah, we. That's what I was in Indiana working on with the, some people from Purdue, and we're trying to get these things going. They wanted to set up a Bitcoin mining node. Like wait, wait, wait. Then they want to set an Ethereum mining node. Like wait, wait, wait. Um, and so. Um, yeah, so for us, again, we're trying to inject something. And for us, it's an experiment that we've got some testing on. And it's, um, but if we get it right, yeah, it will be the way people learn and earn. And so we have a venture creation unit spun out of there 
And that's how we're going to build up our chain names. Um, and so and your venture creation unit focuses on the 22,000 domain names you mentioned. Yes. Yeah. But we have to focus that down. Right. When you throw them sure. a big pile of stuff, right. It's like, no. So we have to do like legal chain is going to be doing legal contracts. Um, you know, mortgage chains can be doing mortgage contracts. And then, and so they have to learn how to do APIs and how, so, so yeah, we're, we have a potential partnership with Pearson. And so we're really trying to bring education, uh, at, you know, businesses, domains, ventures, students in together in one. And that's what we do it around the URL. And then and again, everybody gets measured. And so the accountability is there. Um, uh, again, and so that's, and, and again, so we're doing like legal chains. So we're starting to set up our URLs like the 10 or 20 they can pick from, and that's what they're going to be working on. And so their education is probably going to be paid for. Um, and we have an entire database of like, ah. um, and again, they, what, what's the value creation? A, we're learning and we're getting relationships built. B, we might have those one or two people that can actually add value, but then they're, they're getting hands-on applied learning experience on the best <laughs> domains in the world that are 18 years old that, um, um, and so you already start off with a better, higher point because you already you got a good domain. You just got to implement marketing automation, content marketing strategies, referral systems, you know, those things that make a good company. And that's what really we, we have to focus on those two as well. And that's the hard part of being so distributed and doing so many things at once is there's a lot of carrots hanging or to try to make us go. But um, if we get this one deal, the, the ecosystem needs more talent of engineers that can do blockchain period and, and it's, yeah, and it's period. Not, really, not just with contrib it's everything across the across the space that's the number one bottleneck is 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 uh is talent yeah yep. you know and you have to produce them faster right better faster and so the brand so interrupt because purdue has a brand and so for us to get this uh, uh, approved and, and stamped with purdue we have our our, our um, results are going to be the students we deliver and produce that can do things not by what we say. So it's, we have to make sure that that quality control is there. And so we can actually start them on a shittier name or a subdomain, right? Or like, again, so that's the beauty of a URL is we, we can filter them on lower value assets or lowered subdomains while they earn their way into the, the enchilada, They're like boom. And so don't just go for it. Yeah, that person owns 10% of food survey because they aggregated a, the food supply chain ecosystem, you know. Um, so that's, that's what we're excited about. Again, is we want to get, I like the underdog, right? I hate the people that um, don't think you can win or push you off or brush you off or whatever else. Like, like, cause again, I had to define what a student we're looking for is like, what is a student that you want for us to deliver to you? I was like, you know, ironically, it's common sense showing up at seven 30 to say show up at seven 30 trust and hustle, right? In common sense. So if they have those, we can probably craft them and add value or create them because we can move them along a chain. Um, um, uh, so versus the talent or whatever else. So that's, that's the tricky part is, and that's what we, that's what I think Contrib is trying to do is get the opportunities, the economic opportunities. And we need to do a better job of showcasing the opportunity that they have in front of them is now. And you, and you need to get going now, not in three years or four years when you get a degree and you want to go get a job. Um, I, I know it's still early, you know, it's, it's still early days and it's not necessarily an open system yet, but you know, the idea that I think everybody watching this show can relate to is we buy domain names and we think this domain name is going, you know, this domain name is perfect for XYZ business. What, uh, you know, 
oh my God, I just bought this domain and it's going to be this amazing business. But very few of us, if none, ever build that business. And that's probably the right decision because most of us are not, first of all, it's very hard. Building a business is hard. Second of all, we're not all qualified to build a business. We're not all qualified to build the various aspects of a business that are required. We may not have the capital and we might not have the skill set. Most of us don't have both. So, you know, Contrib takes that idea that I've got this domain and I think this is going to be this amazing business, but I'm probably never going to build it myself. And I, now I can put that on the Contrib blockchain and I can open up the doors to anybody that also shares my idea, but might have a different set of skills or resources to contribute to make this thing come to fruition. So I've got, you know, let's say, uh, you know, we just bought a domain uh, this week. You know, nothing huge, but I I, I liked it. It's elitist.com, elitist.com. And it has a negative connotation in today's society, uh, for better or worse. But what I, you know, my, what I like about it is I, I get this newsletter called American Luxury Magazine. And it's every day, you know, they highlight 10, 12, you know, it could be real estate, could be some new car, could be some new bike, some new technology, some new speaker, something fancy, something, something really, you know, luxury that, that, that come to market. Um, and it's fun. You know, it's fun to see that. Like some new $500,000 watch that I'll never own. But it's fun to see that it exists. You have, di- you, have, you have idea diarrhea, dude. You, you have to, you see a name you want, you put it in your portfolio, you know. I, I, but I bought it. Yeah, I bought, I bought it because I said, man, I love getting that. It was one of the only newsletters I read is this American Luxury Magazine. And it was like, you know, but they don't do a great job, but it's still nice. And I thought elitist.com would be what a great platform to offer something like that. Curating the, you know, really high end and elite products and whatever services, whatever. Um, and so that was the idea, right? And I'm never going to build that. I, I, and if I do, Tess, please slap me. If I come to you and I say, Tess, like, time to build the, you know, readers.com, we're going to build a magazine, just slap the hell out of it. But, but you but, don't know. You don't know, right? Because, again, you have to A-B test it, and you have to be able to do it efficiently in, in analytics, right? Because the business model might be part, like me, parking page because the, the PPCs are eight bucks and you're getting good click yeah. through it, right? So, yep. or it might be as a for sale lander because your image, you want to present it there to get a higher extraction value or whatever, or you might want to. So again, um, what the important thing to understand is, you know, um, Contrib is yeah. powered by VNOC. And, and, and this is our fourth yeah. time around when we started with Handyman 1998 or nine, when we started building a calendaring system with a picture system using digital cameras. So we were doing digital camera uh, photos with countering system for handyman contractors. And so that, that was really, really, really where we really started this VNOC platform. So this VNOC platform is rocks. So we have okay. control- Wait, so, define VNOC, V-N-O-C. Yeah, Virtual Network Operations Center. Okay, give us it's a our, quick it's our, oper- it's our operating system where we manage all of our assets in this uh, software that we've custom built for domains. And so it has referrals that does referrals, referrals.com does referrals, eShares does cap table, eServices does a service market, social suite does our social media management, eSignatures, there's our legal paperwork. Um, so we've Do got you to see that always being exclusively yours? Do you see that being um, becoming open source? Well, these um, are cores, right? So if, if, if uh, just a quick education on how uh, cryptocurrencies work, they have a core. 
the core is usually the developers that are writing code up to modify the cryptocurrency. They're called cores. Our cores are our applications or our URLs that provide a function in the network. So we, the, the point is to try to get them distributed out, creating value on their own, but they first have to offer utility to them, so not first. And then they spin off. So if you go to eSignatures.com, that does our legal contract, so we don't have to go to DocuSign every time now. We get to build our brand up. On where? eSignatures.com. And is that something anyone can use or just yeah, yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, can, no, but that's where we went in a situation where we, my attorney said, I'm building this company, and he, and he found out that we own the URL, and how do you compete against the billion dollar companies? You got to go into good URLs, you got to go guerrilla marketing, you got to do these things. And so we just we did an equity a con contribution. And so we're, he has 40% equity option over two year management agreement. We get to take his application, drop in the URL, get in VNOC, and now we got a utility where you know, we can do legal contracts signed 100% verifiable in seconds now. And so, um, and that's one core. And so we want to get these cores going. That's what I'm saying. We have a lot of things that we have to do. Um, to, to bring up the entire ecosystem. But when we do it, again, it's not gonna be replicated because we designed it 18 years ago. It's playing in play now. Of, um, a lot of people are starting to do these systems and I think there's competition. I think they're three years away to where you can start plugging in um, the things that you need easy, but nobody's doing it easy. It takes a lot of time to get a referral program going or a cap table system. And that's that's where I was going. Is you know I, I'm never be building elitist magazine. It, 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 it ain't gonna happen. But I would love to plug elitist.com into Contrib two or three years from now, and have the guy pop up that goes, oh, you know I, I'm a luxury photographer. I'm photographing all this crap all the time. You know I'll contribute that. And then you've got a writer that's like, well, I love writing about the the luxury market. And then you've got you know the guy that's like. I, I've been doing digital publishing for 25 years. You know, I would love to be the publisher on this thing, you know, and, and the pieces of the puzzle come together and somebody else is contributing capital. And we have 26 uh, roles. We have 26 yeah. roles in there and we're going to go to 30 because we're starting to see like advisor role uh, again. So you really want to come in. Here's the beauty of it. Is you want to come in. If you're adding value to, to your URL and you're doing a good job and you get a reputation of doing good press releases, you can, easily, sorry, you can easily go into the other entities and start contributing to these other entities. So that's the reason why for us, when your asset is in the network, it's not one of those ones like parking where you can just rip it out and go to another one because we, we're, getting, we're investing in to make the asset go up in value. Um, and because, but because you're using our network of people as well too that are going to see your entity and say, hey, I want to do a press list for elitist. And, and, and that's the important thing. But what we say is two things. Positioning and distribution is phase one. So get that asset positioned right. Whether it's parking or for sale or, hey, embrace contrib models, show us what you can do. So we say take your positioning on your front end and then do your get your distribution really easy. That's social media distribution, referral distribution, partnership distribution. And, and, it, and that right there gives you the success factor potential is getting more because then people coming into that, they need just how much distribution. If you have zero traffic, it's well, you got an uphill battle. If you have a thousand, you can start working with a thousand and start curating. And that's the beauty of the contrib model is, um, is it, it builds over time uh, and it builds an ecosystem over time. So the more you bring in through your network, you can easily pass them through to other parts of your network. And that's what we tell domain owners to say first audit and do an analysis of your portfolio, start funneling them in and start building up a value that's yours. 
not going over to parking or to an advertiser or, or these other people. Um, and so even if it's on your shitty domain name, start building relationships on them. Um, even because you only need one sometimes that said, I know the president of whatever, and that phone call is the contribution that gets into the gets and lead is developed to, you know, whatever else. And those are the small things that if you can, um, they happen far in between, but you got to try. Otherwise, you'll never get anywhere. You'll be on a parking, you'll be a pass through and the value will be shitty. What, what's um, the communication mechanism in Contrib? How, how do the various roles communicate? Uh, well, the communication systems, we're, we have to build a real-time system. We've tried to do, I hate it when people say they're open source and they're not. Like, oh, we're open source. And you're like, oh, but you got to have this. Like, you know, to unlock it. So we've tried a couple open source real-time communication applications that only got us the door shut. Um, so right now we have a, a board where people can post notes. So everybody contributing, you see every activity going on in the board. Um, you can team task members. Um, we have like Jura and these other PM management systems in there that have communication tools. Um, I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of building on other people's systems like Slack and stuff right now, even yeah. though they offer a lot of good utility tools. Um, there's a, there's one company that I am that's going to be awesome. And I will promote it like a code stream. Um, we own 1%. This is a perfect example where this guy is super successful. He sold two companies for hundred million dollars. He's in Y Combinator right now. He doesn't have to be uh, for CodeStream. And so he came to us. Lo and behold, my friends don't know the domains I own. They called me up. You own CodeStream. I'm like, yeah. Negotiate. We, own, we took an equity position in CodeStream. But this guy's building a communication tool for engineers and software developers to increase the production of their code output by, by bringing communication channels more into the forefront and easier to use. So we're looking at applications where, yeah, we want to build a real-time communication. So we're trying to get into the real-time contribution input output right now but right now we're, we're not um because we're, we're more again we're tighter and we're gonna want a lot of people in the system right now but we need a better communication app so somebody's got a, a good real-time communication app that's open source we'd love to um inject it in if it, if it works so yep. right now it's email sms blowered task notification those three those four channels so Go ahead, Jess. Well, I was going to say, you know, Chad, I just see how much you've said that you're addressing a lot of current challenges for entrepreneurs, for this gentleman, um, for um, students. Um, you also, um, in, in uh, Contrib, you mentioned um, something about a current challenge in the marketplace is no network effects. Can you explain more what that is and what your solution is to it? Yeah, so the network effects is two things. Um, I'm going to go to the network effects right after this. 2% because you mentioned entrepreneurs. So we own entrepreneurs.org, training.org, hospitality.org, connectivity.org, a number of other lobbying.org. And so the .orgs are supposed to be for public-private partnerships, organizations that are public-private. That's what, kind of what they are. So we have a really good 10, 15, one-word.orgs that we're building up. 2% of our cap table on every single entity that I own funnels into these one of these organizations. So if you bring in a domain name, you want 2% of your cap table to pledge because you can't give equity to charities and stuff. You have to pledge it. Um, you can just go in there and like put 2% to entrepreneurs.org. And then we're trying to show like, hey, we want to show, we're going to show you our commitment. You can see it. Everybody can see where we're pledging 2% of our cap table to these organizations that we're to, you know, again, we want to get these things so powerful. We're dangling the carrot over other people's heads to make change. 
hey, here's a million dollar grant if you whatever, right? The water, whatever, right? So that, that's really where the, we really want to get those down But those are actually self-running entities um, on their on themselves in a couple of years. Um, but so the network effects, yeah, because here's the thing, right? In parking, it's a pass-through. You're just you're just the dumb pipe that goes in and people's buying in and you know and it goes through and they build a relationship and it goes to them and you get your short-term revenue stream um, on that pass-through. But you don't know if the visitor was interested in fashion for whatever or 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 a blog writer or whatever else. You don't you're not really seeing um, what that profile is that could add value to other parts of your network. Um, and that's really what the whole contrib model is: is sort of identifying profiles and activity. Um, and actions. So we have a three-step process. Um, idea, action, execution. We start with an idea, that's the domain name. Uh, and then when there's activity around it, there's action around it, we want to identify that action. It's like, okay, how can we help execute on this action? Um, and so, and that, that's, that means we go into our network and says, we have this idea, this action, that's the network effects. Is we want to say, hey, you, you've done a great job on writing for Elitist, you come help us write a press release over here. That when that starts getting going, that is going to be the value mechanism. Yeah, uh, that's you know it's going to be harder for us to get it going. Um, that network effect is is yep. things start piling onto each other. And you so, can measure it. You have to measure everything though too, and that that's an important part of the value is you have to measure it on there. But we're going to even a step farther. Um, we're going into where if you're contributing something to a URL. Um, and we in agreement, we're going to guarantee the value of that URL will not go below a certain price. So let's say foodsurvey.com, for example, I use this, I use coffeesurvey.com and food survey. Um, and so if you're going to contribute something, let's say a newsletter of 10,000 people that are food lovers, and you're going to run the survey through several times, we do this grill, it's a thousand dollars, right? We're going to guarantee that food survey will not go below a thousand dollars, a $10,000 valuation over a three month period. And if so, our smart contract called iFund will kick in and balance it out. No other cryptocurrency in the world is offering a bottom value hedge right now because they can't because these currencies can go to zero because there's no material around it. And that's what we're saying. We can do that around the world. Until they have real utility. Until they have real utility, there's no, yeah, there is no intrinsic value. And so you're saying the domain name is what you're able to add value from. We're able That's to set like a fair value. We're able to take a risk on your contribution in to share the risk on the upside on food survey, right? So, and, and you're that's able a, to do that. It's just to say, it, why am I going to contribute? What, where, who am I to say, you know, oh yeah, I, I could be the best writer in the world and, you know, or the best survey uh, expert in the world. And, you know, it's like, well, why am I going to contribute to food survey? And, uh, you know, it, it could be sold for $5 next week. Um, and so this essentially assures me of the value of the entity which I'm contributing to, and my contribution will just increase that value. But at least I know that the value of my contribution has been, uh, there's been a backstop put on it. Um, but the beauty of that though is you don't have to trust us. The, 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 the buffer is in the smart contract on chain you can see at any time. Exactly. Um, that, that, and it's automatically done if it goes below ten thousand dollars, theoretically over a three month period, it's done. I think that's probably a good place to sort of bring this thing to a wrap. But on that point, that's sort of the key 
to the whole blockchain thing? Like, it's like why, why does all of this, why does Contrib need to be built on the blockchain, right? Like, why, why do most of the ICOs out there, initial coin offerings, most of the crypto uh, blockchains that are out there, they don't need a blockchain. They don't need a, uh, a proprietary currency on that blockchain at the very least. And what is interesting with Contrib, the reason why the blockchain is so critical, why this only works for the blockchain, and why the blockchain is what has enabled your vision to finally start coming to fruition, is the transparency, is the guarantee, is the warranty. It's, I, my value has been made, it is undeniable, it is publicly uh, transparent, and every other contribution, whether it's the domain name and the value of such domain, and the, the, you know, whatever contribution has been made, it is publicly registered on a ledger. It cannot be uh, denied. It can't be, you know. Yeah, uh, but there's, there's, a, there's an important um, factor that on the, we started the cryptocurrency CTB token because we want to give it to the blue kid in Istanbul in an efficient way. Uh, and so we can't, and with fiat currencies, again, I'm not going to go into the, where, where the, the, some of the industry is in terms of the crypto and the leftist and these other things going on, fiat dollars versus cryptocurrency dollars, um, is again, is a domain is global, right? It's, not, it's global. It's, just, it's a URL is a global entity. And so where fiat currencies, that's the whole point of why digital currencies are trying to disrupt, not we're trying, they're starting to disrupt fiat currencies because we're in a global That's clumsy. Fiat is so clumsy. I mean, yeah. there's few businesses, though that's probably not true, but let's say, you know, our business and the domain brokerage business, it's extreme, you know, we're dealing every single day with incoming and outgoing wire transfers. And it is the bane of my existence. Dealing with the current financial system is truly the most painful element of our entire business. Tracking down wire transfers, the fees involved in wire transfers, dealing with banks, explaining what it is we do to banks because they don't get it. You know, so all of that is the reason why these cryptocurrencies are essential, to make things more efficient, to make it so you can pay $2 to the guy in Africa who's made a contribution that's worth $2 without charging $3 in fees and $2. Right. Hey, Andrew, my company's called Global Ventures. Well, excuse me. I, I work for a company called Global Ventures. Um, uh, and, and so and we've been that for like nine years. I don't know what it was uh, when they started. But anyways, that's the beauty of what we're dealing with now, right? We have a, we have a domain that's been just global, right? And those people, oh my God, what do you mean you can take? So it's a funny story because I got to get out. So Halsey Miner, the founder of CNET, uh, Live uh, Nation or Live Planet, super successful, one of the top entrepreneurs in the world. He's starting a video streaming company called um, Videocoin. And so I own Videocoin.com. He went with Videocoin.io. And um, he emailed me, offered me like five grand. I'm like, how's he? I appreciate it, but you know, we're not selling Videocoin for five grand, blah, blah, blah. And he spoke at the North American Bitcoin Conference. And he, after stage, I went up and was like, hey, how's he? I'm the guy with Videocoin.com. He's like, oh, you're that domain guy, right? Like, sorry. Um, uh, my kids are beating each other up. Um, and so, so I didn't think anything of it. Like, oh, no, no, no. I, you know, but like, oh, you're that. I like, got that little fucking snark. Like, shit. Okay. Yeah. You know, I saw him at the Polymath in the Bahamas, um, and he was talking on stage. Like, you know, listen, you got to make a commitment to pay a hundred thousand dollars for a URL. Uh, he was the one sitting on stage, like how he was buying URLs because he had like Search.com and these other ones. Um, anyways, and I, I, had, I had to ping him again after that. I was like, how's he? How you doing? I'm chatting with the VideoCoin.com URL. I was like, you gotta understand one thing. 
I've owned that for a long time. I own streaming.com. There's much more underneath this than the URL. Uh, yeah. And I was like, by the way, I was like, Chin, China and India are going to love you. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, because they love .coms, and we're going to figure this out. Like, as you said, $100,000 is the price you need to commit. I was like, let's work around those points. So um, uh, he's like, okay, well, give me, you know, give me a call. So that was, I got his card, but I'm going to play the slow bed. I'm going to slow play it. Um, but anyways, it just it goes to show you some of those, even those ones that know how to buy names are like, like that. They still like, oh, it's a domain or it's a fucking squatter. Um, I, hate that. I hate that because it's like, who's squatting on who's yeah. stuff? Like, really? So again, if you really want to do, go deeper that I own streaming.com and the IP names and the other stuff to where, um, so it's not about who you don't, it's not about who you know as competition, but who you don't know. And we can yeah. find, you get people that are buyers that can buy into a strategic asset and execute. Um, that's competition and it comes from everywhere in the world right now. So we're in a global economy to where your competition might be coming from China or India or wherever else. And that's where the, the URLs are still sitting pretty on top. If that distribution online is it's going with the .com. So, yep. If you're not new and you're not a threat, you don't matter. Ooh, um, Chad, I want to close this up asking you a question. I am just um, intrigued that I know you are like the OG of OG domain investors. Um, you are on the cutting edge of so much, not only in technology, but in social change. You are um, a dedicated family man and personable, even with people like Halsey Minor. Um, and you are a super hardworking house painter in, in college and right after. Um, what? Give, give the Sherpa Network one piece of advice. How do you um, combine your hard work, your people skills, your geekiness into success? Most people don't have that balance that I see in you. Um, Psychedelic. <laughs> well, I, well, um, that was going profound, Drew. <laughs> so, well, like, like my advice, for example, like, um, I, so I go in, it's like, a, not that Burning Man is psychedelic, but you know, I'm a, I go to Burning Man and a lot of my ethos has been, you know, adapted on there because they, they do ecosystem and the whole, the whole things of di being different, right? So mm -hmm. I've always been around artists and, you know, creative people and stuff like that. Um, and I've never, um, I've luckily gotten up to where I never, I, I give everybody the same respect when I first meet them um, because I hate people that are stealing lie. Um, you know, and so, uh, I, I, and I do, that's the one time I use the word hate usually. And so... I hate it more than ever because I just was at home and I got broken into it. I was like, Oh my God, I want to kiss these guys. But, but then the good people that you, you, again, so we're in a society where, um, you know, now, now it's about my kids safety and stuff. And good, you know, and so I got to be able to start doing what I think I can do to make a difference. And even, and so sometimes I feel like a little minnow and other times I'm like, Hey, we're going to United Nation talk on connectivity.org to give $10 million. Like that's crazy. Um, uh, and, but we got to start kind of getting out there now. And that's why I'm doing stuff like this because I'm kind of kind of coming out of the woodworks versus kind of being under the woodworks, I think for a long time, um, because we got to start, there's, there's a shift going on right now. Um, <clears throat> and we're in it and it's only probably happened three or four times that I've been really deep in the tech space. And we got to, we got the ability to make it really um, amazing thing or it can go kind of, you know, sideways or down and trickle down this way. Um, and so for me, yeah, I think the advice is just, you know, um, uh, just be a good person, you know, just don't throw trash on the floor, be, be respectful of people you meet, just because they look different, don't disrespect them, 
because they own a domain that you have, right? Like, so, because again, those things, those little things that you talk to people could resonate 20 years later. Like, you know, when people give you advice and oh my God, 20 years later, you gave me that advice. So just, so be careful what you say. Um, and I think that's kind of, that's my advice right now. Um, Cause even with me, I curse a lot and my kids start cursing. It's my fault. I mean, like, I got the same problem. I got, yeah, I, it's, 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 a, it's a big problem. It's but, a problem. You know, but also keep, continue learning, right? I mean, there's so many amazing things. Like, and, and like when the internet came out and I saw the information, like this is going to transfer everything, right? Your grandma, everything, right? And so when I got into business in 96 and the information, this guy was doing virtual reality stuff in 1996 on a 28-ball modem that I still haven't seen today. I'm like, gee, that thing is amazing, right? Hot buffering systems and all this stuff. And so, um, and now we're in the virtuality stuff. Again, we're, we're in the information, now we're in a data thing to where you're gonna start seeing um, a lot of things going on from AI to uh, a lot of opportunities, economic opportunities. And so my, my stuff is, and anytime there's a roadmap and governments get in the way Again, our, if anybody's getting in the way of helping to add value to that 12-year-old purple kid in Istanbul, governments or systems, again, we're going to find a way around it, and we're going to do it legally, and we're going to do it honestly, and we're going to do it transparently. But again, our domain names can go anywhere in the world. And so why do we need to be in Delaware? Why can't we be? And so we really want to build an ecosystem of value that countries want to bring us in um, to give those economic. And, and I think over time that will pay off in making a society a better society. So... That's my advice is just, just learn, be respectful. Well, I really respect you taking the time, a lot of time. I know it was um, hard for you to carve it out, to come on here, talk to our Sherpa network um, uh, and uh, answer our, our dumb questions and our less dumb questions. Um, but really you've given us. Always going to be educating, baby. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but it's like. I keep saying, like, I'm like, God, I got to continue educating everybody. Every time I don't want to be in education, I'm like, you're right back in education. Right? So, so like it's, it, that's the open source, right? So again, if you have knowledge, like again, I probably said some things I normally would not have said um, because again, in the early days, everybody was buying domain names and nobody wanted to know what you're doing and then you're buying the same names and you're like, you know, and then you're like, hey, you start talking, right? And so for us, the main professional, having that information is really important. And so again, Tokens.com is going to be a big site on tokens. You're going to see e, e, you know, these other names coming out. I'm selling a couple of names. There's some big money coming in from the crypto space and the domain space going to be building big, big companies on premium.com URLs. I mean, we, sold, we sold Harbor.com. Harbor.com is now going to be you know, one of the main security token platforms. R20 token. Uh, you know, Love that name. Yeah, we, yeah. We, there's a few more that we, we, you know, I can't mention. We sold, we sold a big, big, big two-letter.com that would be legitimately one of the top three domain sales ever in history. And that's going to be a big crypto platform soon, right? Like, there's, it, it, there are huge sales happening, and, and, and yeah, the crypto space, the blockchain space, it's extracting or, or adding utility value to these URLs. And, uh, yeah. Not going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, Chad, yeah. this was incredibly valuable for, um, just to, to hear your insights. Um, I, I hope you'll come on another time just to um, shoot the shit and tell me stories about Scott Day and Ray King and all the, you know, original domainers and the 
crazy things you guys did or domains you let go or I, I know you've got some ridiculous stories that I There's would just Kings. not the Ray King with the, um, the snap moves or dot uh, media the old old Ray King uh, ecards.com uh, dtv.com like davidletterman.com yeah <laughs> Yeah, that guy. That, so again, there's some people that have been in the industry that yeah. disappeared and like, oh my God. So when I say his name, like, uh, again, but those are some of my good friends. Um, but, you know, you go look back 20 years ago, you remember that phone call? You remember those times you have conferences now? Because like, again, that's where guys were in their underwear and we get into those conferences. And so now there's only two a year. So, <laughs> you know, that's the fun part because I think face to face and everything else. And so again, we're in an ecosystem, we're in a community, right? So, Having this information. Well, first time, you know, we were talking about it before the show. The first time I met you was at a domain conference in Miami or Fort Lauderdale. And I remember, uh, you know, probably 08, 07, 08. Um, so late to the game for you, but um, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah, no, it was fun. It was fun. I, I, I think we're, you know, um, we, we got to be careful too, because I know there's some other organizations that are uh, creating like the ICA and these other ones that are doing a job, you know, um, most moved on, and this is a political thing because it does have a bottom effect to our bottom line. Is you know, a couple of years ago, they tried to inject the, the increase, the main increase in pricing on another uh, law. Um, and so, word is on the street too, is they're starting to propose something else. Um, something who, who, else is they who? Uh, um, I can and the government and these other, you know, they're, they're looking for money, right? So, um, we're like the contract, right? That was <laughs> Diana and these other contracts. I'm just saying, be careful. Like, if you really are a professional, redo research because political um, instability or political movements is that weakness that we have. The Achilles heel. And so we have to be careful because some stuff is starting to brew. And if we don't get in a position um, or start being more informed about it, they will tell COVID to be gone the next year. Now we're at 10 bucks and or something else. And, and that is our biggest risk, and that's why I have to dis disclose to investors and stuff. Like, there is a risk because we don't own the asset, and there's movement going on in political governments that are that that could change um, the economic value of our asset. And so, so if anybody asks what the risk is, it's not, um, you know, it's it's the government um, coming in or trying to trying to do some things that are beneficial to us. Yeah. Um, and so, like, support those organizations like ICA and these other ones that are actually making. Effect because it is coming down the line. So we we got some good stuff going on. We got the ears inside there right now, uh, and there is something brewing. We just want to nothing yet to disclose, but um, just be careful because again, the, when it's all good and cherry, you got to be careful what's coming down the line that can disrupt it, and that's potentially the week. Uh, you got to be careful. So thank you, Chad. That's that's a really good point. Uh, very important, and the ICA is so um, you know important in this industry. So, um, all right, we will definitely be looking more into legal matters on the show too. Um, Chad, I hope you come back another time. Drew, I know you will. Um, thank you both. And hey, thanks, Chad. Really appreciate the, uh, the time and uh, catching up. And uh, yeah, I hope we bring you back on in, uh, you know, relatively soon and maybe we can do a screen share and just walk through the, you know, adding a name to the, to uh, contrib yeah, and create that cap table. Because, you know, that, that's what brings it to life for people, um, you know, is, is watching that happen in real time that suddenly, boom, that domain name has been put on a blockchain, there's been a cap table created, uh, and now suddenly, you know, <laughs> equity in that thing can be distributed quickly and easily. Four minutes. And, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's an exciting. Really, is. It, I, it's it's hard to put it in words. Um, it, it really is better visually seen, um, but it's an exciting. It's, it really is an exciting uh, change to, to to the domain ecosystem. And um, yeah, we're working really hard. I mean, I'm, and I'm, again, I'm having fun with my domains now. Again, I think we got in a period of there where it's like shit and just frustrating. And, um, but yeah, now again, now when you get to fuck with Housie Minor. Not even fuck with it, right? It's my fucking, you know, it's not, you know, you got that little stinger just going right there. Like, yeah. No, I'm stingy right now. Like, so again, that's fun for me because again, I get bored of, I get bored. So like, so for me, it's fun now where I can move shit around. And like, yeah. And so that, again, that's where when you get to have fun with it again, I think that's when you start seeing another uh, thing going on. So have fun and, with your portfolio. So just to, to, and again, we really bring it to a close after this, yeah. but. One of the things that I, you know, I, I really got excited about and why I wanted to contribute to Contrib is, um, you know, the idea that, that, you know, I'm a deal guy, right? I, that, that, that's what I, do. I love the transactional part of, of domains. And um, I, I want to see that ecosystem develop where we've got an exchange live where people can go on and they can buy, sell, trade shares fractional equity in these domains. And, and just the same way that they go on to Binance.com now and trade shares of useless cryptocurrencies, most of them being useless. And, you know, and, and there's millions of dollars being traded a day. The aftermarket of domain names is only maybe $2 billion per year now. And if we, you know, these things have real intrinsic value, which will become more and more evident. And so, man, that it's really, it gets me incredibly excited to think that I'm going to be able to go on some platform in the near to distant future and be like, now. I want to buy, you know. Oh, no, you can, Andrew. You have, you have CTV tokens in your wallet. You can go to CryptoCoach right now and buy part of Mortgage Chain, a realty chain. Yes. Right now. Like, that's, that is a live working I know. Uh, smart contract system. And, and next week, you and I, are, you're going to show me how to do that. And I'm yeah, like, all right. you have, <laughs> I need to get the, thank you for the, so no, again, like, again, we want to elevate uh, the, the values of domains because we think they're the under the sleeping dog of technology right now. And, um, um, but not talking about it, but we're showing it in material, having material effects. So yeah, let's have some fun with it again. It's an exciting all time. Roads lead to domain names. That's what I always say. Doesn't matter where you are. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter what you're doing. You need a domain. If you want to be relevant, you need a domain name. And so you know, big corporations need big domains and little companies need small domains, but they all need a domain. And uh, that's, that's yeah. a quotable quote. And on that, we'll close. Uh, Sherpa Network, thanks for joining us. Uh, see you next time. Thanks, guys.